listening to the Trans Advocate Podcast, recorded live from the Montrose in Houston, Texas. Hey there, this is Kristen Williams with another Trans Advocate Podcast. Today we have the regular pod crew, which is Robin Mack and Alexis. And today we have no idea what we're going to talk about, no but we idea. thought we'd get together and yammer in your ear a little bit. And you know, those are the days that usually get really interesting <laughs> if we aren't careful. <laughs> Well, I saw that uh, the, what is it, the, it's not the presidential, uh, it's something like the, the Civil Rights Commission, the U.S. Civil Rights Commission came out and basically said, you know, all the shit that Trump is doing, fuck that shit. It, well, I mean, they said it, you know, not <laughs> those words exactly, there's, but... There's a few rap songs that yeah. say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, I think they left out at least one of the shits. I'm not sure. And, and, you know, this is sort of the type of thing where I, I, I wonder why we feel like we have to have a commission to tell us this. Well, mm. it, apparently it's part of the Civil Rights Act uh, law that... Uh, you know, there's supposed to be part of government is supposed to be independent, bipartisan, and advise, make like official recommendations to the president and to Congress. And I'm sure what the president and Congress did, whenever they saw this, that went right into the shredder. Well. Trump probably looked at it. It was sort of a pretty document. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably drew a big seal. With, it really looked yes. cool. It, it, it was actually illustrated. And, um, no. No. Hey, look, no. this is the person that said he wanted more pictures of the briefings. Well. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I, I'm still wondering, you know, how the hell did we wind up with Mr. Douche? Um, the big D. I, I think it's the type of thing that we decided that, oh, we're so worried about one side that we'll have to go totally the other direction. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it was close, but not quite. <laughs> I mean, I hear a lot of people, I think, authentically sharing that they just wanted change for one reason or the other. They just wanted change. And I think that however you well, feel about... Well, they certainly got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, not yet. Well, I, 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 I mean, the fact, the fact is, <laughs> I, yeah, I guess well, that's what's really happened. We've got the appearance of change, which is good enough. We, we've, we've got the, we're going to change statement like uh, yes, every week. Yes, drain the swamp. We're going to do these laws. The change but, I've seen is a bunch of saturation and no results that actually further anything for anyone in any good way. I mean, the new tax laws that they want to do are pretty ridiculous. It's not yet passed. Not, not, <laughs> not yet passed. Yet. Not yet passed. The, the, the new health care that's not Yet well, pass. Yeah. And we, we probably should not talk about how you're supposed to enroll in insurance because nobody oh, else well, is Oh, well, yeah, about you're that. not supposed to because no. they defunded that. Right, sure. And, and then shortened the but time that you can enroll. And they did that because they wanted to help fix health care. Sure. Right? That, that was what the first talking they, point. Their fix is sort of like a horse that breaks his leg fix. <laughs> Exactly. That's sad. We'll, yeah. we'll fix you. Look away. It'll be fine. Boom. Uh, that's sad. You know, it, it really is. It's, it's like, yeah, we're going to fix it. Kill it off. Well, I welcome people to get tired of of them wasting time and to, you know, have results to be taken care of. Because meanwhile, while they're floundering around and doing what they're not doing, you know, there are people who need support. Well, and the thing to remember, too, is 
they're all getting paid even though they're doing nothing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they're getting paid. If I if I did that at my job, so Robin job. stands around, you know, leans up against the wall, doesn't doesn't do anything to anyone, yeah. and they're laying there. Yeah, you're not gonna get paid very Talks much, very a long. Talk about yeah, take some pictures. It's, yeah. it's like it's a wonderful massage. It's the best massage you've ever had. It's gonna <laughs> be the best. Yeah. Everyone's gonna be. Yeah, when do I get the hands on me? In fact, I wouldn't even have to show up in my office and I would still get paid. There you go. You can't contact me. I don't have to contact you and yet I still get paid. How many people did that this year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of Congress, of course. Hmm. And so I saw a couple, one or two more. The last podcast we talked about um, one of the politicians that got... Hey, what was it? The politician that got caught with kitties or something? Yeah, that was the one in Oklahoma, I believe. Yeah, and it seemed like there was another one that happened this week. Well, we've got John Conyers, who, you know, is, is literally the longest-serving person in the House. Whoa. I think, I think he, yeah, he's in the House. Anyway, you know, it seems like maybe he took a few licenses that he shouldn't have with some of his staff and other people. Oh, really? And, and so he's backed out of a committee and, and resigned from one of his committees, so he's backing his power off. My guess is he's going to resign pretty quickly from Congress. And, <laughs> and, and, and you know, it, it's a little bit sad, but it's like, no, you got to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Franken should go. I mean... What's the sad part? The sad part is that, that I think he's in his 90s, and he should have resigned a while back, and then this would not have been a problem. Which I am all for everyone working, and as long as they're coherent and ethical. <laughs> By the way, I would love, you know, don't just throw out the wisdom, but some of these people look like they have dust on them, you know? Yeah, and, and I'm not the young person here. It's sort of like, okay, if they look super old to me, they're really old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like not all seventy-year-olds are created equal, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, but I'm about 90, I'm like, about seventy, and some of these people, I'm like, you know, that is an old person. Nineties <laughs> a whole different ballgame, you know. Right. Nineties, I mean, they're fragile. They're great. They're it's, but it's interesting, you know, especially for a lot of these men. You've got. Men who were, you know, kind of in their primes in the, you know, are coming up in the 60s, 70s, 80s. And that was certainly a different time. Mm-hmm. And the way that men a- interacted with women was certainly different. A little, you know. They didn't just touch their genitals and grab their crotch <laughs> and have locker room talk. Was well, it well, that different? You do understand that our dear president says that that's fake news. That didn't really oh, happen. Yeah, none of that Even happened. though it's his voice and he apologized for it. Yeah, that was funny. He admitted it and apologized for it the whole bit. Caught on camera. I, I I saw that you know now he's saying, oh yeah that that's not me that I didn't right. do it's, that. It's an actor. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh you gotta be kidding me. An actor? Oh yeah. my god. And, and I mean I. It's a little bit scary. Of course, you well, know, what was scary was that came out before the election. They elected him anyway. Like, yeah, that was scary. Like we knew this beforehand. And, and you know, I'm going to rephrase your statement. Yeah. We elected him. 
We may not have voted for him, but we yes, elected exactly. him because well, some of, some of the we maybe didn't go to the polls. Some of the we maybe oh, voted some of the for Bernie. Still or out. Like they must be amongst us the way the numbers went down. Like yeah. I'm looking for everyone. <laughs> and, and so you know, it, it you know it is Including it is a we who didn't vote. That's that's an action. That, well, that that's a vote. Mm-hmm. Not voting is a vote. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it, it you know an abdication. Of course, it's a little scarier now than it was last week. Oh, how so? The North Koreans now have a missile that can hit any place in the United States. Oh, right. Distance-wise. For those of us who turned off the saturation, it is still building. Yeah. Now, the cool part is, we don't really think it can carry any weight, so it can't actually do anything right. except go splat. <laughs> and oh, my gosh. Their targeting is probably not real good because the only practice they've had is straight up and straight down. <laughs> so, yeah, there's still hope, but they have the range now. They can hit any place in the United States, including Washington, D.C. I'm voting for the White House. <laughs> you know? CIA, you did not hear that. FBI, you I did mean, not hear that. You know, I mean, if you out. have to pick a target, it's like, why not? It needs remodeling. It doesn't, anyway. it doesn't take many guesses to think that maybe that might be their target. No, yeah. Given didn't the, Trump given, say that it's a dump anyway? He did, but then he remodeled like, it, and it's wonderful now. <laughs> he, he remodeled it with our money, of course, not his. 2017, the year tweets became our information source that means everything like oh yep and, and you know he's been tweeting again away and it's like oh here we go again <laughs> somebody gave him his phone back or whatever <laughs> but but you know it's getting to the point where I think a lot of his close associates are going to have other places to live if they aren't really careful <laughs> because I really think the indictments are going to start rolling out and it appears that some of the people who've been steadfastly staying with Trump have maybe decided that they're going to flip because they don't like long jail terms. Yeah, I heard, you know, the, the chatter is that Flynn flipped. Yeah, I mean, his lawyers told the Trump lawyers that they couldn't talk to them anymore. <laughs> That's <laughs> which a pretty is, good indication. Yeah, which is a hint. <laughs> that it's like, we are no longer your friends. <laughs> and you probably won't like what we're doing. But yeah, it, it's going that way. I mean, this is just an interesting year and interesting in the not fun way. So, you know, this is really cool. I wanted to talk to you about this. So I got this, um, I got this file sent to me in um, email, and it's from uh, this hip-hop artist known as Mike, M-I-C, capitalized, Mm -hmm. and it's like this tribute to the work of the trans advocate. It's really cool. That sounds like a cool cool. fan. Um, And it's kind of in this, like, chopped and screwed, you know, the, the first part of it so it has kind of a Houston flavor nice but um, yeah it goes it like name drops okay. uh, all kinds of like allies and stuff that we've worked nice. with it's really cool thank you Mike so, and and it even mentions Poppy whoa I think Poppy. they mentioned Poppy every Poppy. podcast you know we're like a Poppy tease though because would we actually <laughs> do we actually share her share I don't think so we're like yeah, a Poppy tease and, and, and I, I think we have mentioned 
her every podcast. <laughs> and I'm not really sure why, except she's sort of like this force to be reckoned with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so she's in this pe- this hip-hop piece. Yes. So I want to, um, you know, play just a clip of it for everyone okay. so you could check it out. And um, from what I understand, they're making a video for this, this uh, track. Wow. And they will be sending that to me in the next week. So probably on the on the Trans Advocate, there'll be a post with the video okay. and the song and lyrics and everything. So, but here, check so, this out. Yeah. Well, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Where did he get all this information? Well, you get it from transadvocate.com. Oh, oh, you mean he went online and did the Trans Advocate and saw all the neat stuff that was happening and made that? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm really impressed. I love okay. fan. I love fan support. It's amazing. Shout out sisters in Olivia, trans inclusive movements. They are exposing the hate, they're sick of seeing all the hate and the suffering. Your feminism should be trans inclusive, or it really means nothing. Trans advocate, they hear to tell the story. Tell the story. Tell the world that you can no longer ignore me. Can't ignore me. Rising up, and this is the moment of glory. Show some love if you are down and you support it. Yeah. Tell me what a love at. I think it's time to keep it real. The anti-trans murder rate is at the highest out in Brazil. Trans Advocate website made a site just for the cause. The way that people look at trans community will surely leave you appalled. Uh, it's time to challenge what you think about the concept of gender identity. Saving lives from the bullies, treating all the trans people like enemies. Started up a non-profit org, that's 501c3. Fact checking what they're saying online, trust me and believe me. They bring in the truth to the light, dragging it while it's kicking and screaming, educating the people, remember, that sex in the body is gender, helping the world is their agenda, there's so many people that we can't forget, who started way back in the era of the pre-disco feminists, Dana Densmore, Robin Tyler, Ruth Hirschberger, oh yeah, Poppy Northcutt, Catherine McKinnon, to name a few and we applaud them, they ain't taking no shortcuts, all truth and the straight facts, however you identify, it's all love, but hate, we hate that, yeah. Trans advocate, they hear to tell the story. Tell the story. Tell the world that you can no longer ignore me. Can't ignore me. Rising up in this is the moment of glory. Show some love if you were down and you support me. Man, I thought that that was really cool. And I mean, the heart that's brought to that, um, you know, and the work that went into that and, and then coming up with a video, man, that's super, super cool. The video is going to be great. Thank you, well, Mike. Yeah, you know, I mean, those words you said when you were describing it, I don't really know what they mean for sure. <laughs> Chopped and screwed. A new fan. Yeah, that's like, that's new I mean, big, real slow. <laughs> oh, I thought they were winding down to nothing. Uh, there was a there was a problem with something. Alexis is having flashbacks to when like tapes used to break in your yeah. player. Yeah, you know, exactly. And, 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 and it was sort of like, you know, rap is my least favorite music in the world. But so, so you're I, saying I, you don't know who Bun B is? Who? <laughs> and, and, no uh, Paul Wall, huh? Uh-uh. So far, nope. <laughs> you, you know, and, and I have been to a couple of rap, rap concerts. It was accidental. Uh, uh, every other kind of music I like a lot, but. I felt that I had to listen, so after I got through the, gosh, they need to get up their record player up to speed, because that's obviously what it is, 
it was pretty good. <laughs> now, now, that first little part, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. I don't think this will be here very long. So fortunately, it didn't last too long. But now, that is just my opinion. <laughs> So, well, uh, you know, again, I think that it's really cool that we've got that, and I'm going to be pretty excited to share the video and everything. Alexis is getting, like, how does not get any more fan art? So, so, (laughs) like, in the last two weeks, we've gotten a rap song. Uh-huh. We've gotten donations that keep coming in from uh-huh. various and sundry things. Well, that's and we great. got a new logo that's really, really oh, good. Oh, that logo like is killer. So somebody, oh, it is. Somebody like, made that Whoa. for us. And, and, somebody and, made that for us. Yeah, that's no, great. Not, not this. So a graphic artist made that. Great. And you can tell. Thank you. Like a real professional. Thank you. Did yeah, that. it's actually a real logo. <laughs> it looks great. I didn't know someone made it for us. That's and, great. That's great. And, and you know, and I'm sort of hoping that maybe we can get one for H. Tuck from them or something. I don't know because. We really need one. I, I started saying we could put our mugs and shirts and bags, and then we were like, uh, wait, wait, who's, what's this wee jazz? Like, well, yeah, and many, and so then I if you'd like to volunteer, night, you could go to t- And then I spent the rest of the night licensing the fonts so we could actually do all of that after Robin went crazy. So we are totally legit. Well, and then, I mean, we have... World AIDS Day coming up on on uh, the first. That's and interesting in a not fun way. Yeah, interesting and not a not fun way. Well, and and a couple of I mean we've made some amazing leaps and bounds. You know I remember personally taking care of you know people with AIDS that are dying, and you know it was just not a good thing. And how far and back would you say that is? That was let's see that was in. That was as late as 1991 or... Mm. Mid-90s, it was still pretty much a death sentence. It was starting to stretch yeah. out a little bit. Yeah. Well, I went uh, to the Google the, the cost. World AIDS Day started in 1988. Oh, no. I, I thought you were well, asking about, yeah. you know... Well, I was, but just for some perspective, like, that's when they actually started having World AIDS Day. But... Doesn't mean that. When they started having World AIDS Days was after the bad part. The bad part, to me, was when people were just dying that were in the GLBT community, mainly Uh the gay community, and no one knew why. No one knew why, and then there was this, like, you know, like perverse enjoyment of all the suffering and death that was going on I mean, by your government not very much the, the, you know, those would be the church people. Yeah, that, that would be the moral this. majority people and like back then. Like what decade was that? Like, or what time frame was that? That was in the 80s. In the 80s. 70s and 80s. 70s like and 80s. Very, very late 70s, early yeah. 80s. It was called GRID, wasn't it? Yeah, there were several different things. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and basically the big push from the quote, moral right, and my view was that, that moral is the wrong term, was that, well, it was God's, you know, curse on the gay people and God's wrath and, and all that. And then people who weren't gay started getting it. Yeah, in 1985, here in Houston, we had a, a gay referendum. It was whether or not the city could fire gay people for being gay, and it came up for it with a vote, and... You know, the good people at the Ku Klux Klan marched down the street carrying signs that read, Save Our Children. And, and uh, our, let's see, Mayor Huey, not Huey, um, I can't remember his name now, it just flew right out of my head, but he was caught on tape saying, you know, the best way to deal with AIDS is to shoot the queers. 
Yeah. Mm. Uh huh. And yeah. And the day after he said that, he raised sixty something thousand dollars in twenty four hours for his election campaign, which I think was, you know, far and away like a huge amount in nineteen eighty five. Well. It- and that same group has been trying exactly the same thing ever since. You know, a few years back, and, and I, I think actually I was, I, I said something to Kristen because I was of the opinion that we were at a point where education, the basic education about what causes AIDS and how you prevent it, and I'm like, you know, for adults, we don't need to do much of that. I can't imagine there's any adult in this world that. <laughs> Kristen knows where this is going. Wait, what it, year was this? Not very long yeah, ago. Right, like a few years ago. Very few years ago. Okay. Yeah, you know, I can't imagine there's any adult that doesn't generally know that you know AIDS is caused by a virus, and you get it by unprotected sex is your best way. There's a few other ways, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. intravenous drugs, sharing needles, etc. I think that's how we should open the podcast. And, and, Just so you know, World AIDS Day is coming up, and this is how it's caused. Because yeah. there are tons of people who don't know well, that anymore. But I, you know, I was saying very, very. Uh-huh. You know, I was quite confident that we really needed to concentrate more on care for it and, and young people who may not know it and certainly aren't going to get it in the schools with all this. And so then there was an event that occurred where oh, some people who certainly were not young um, had some unprotected sex. And it turns out that there were some questions raised about whether or not someone involved in that might have had AIDS. Mm-hmm. I started getting phone calls from people saying, hey, I got a question for you. How do you get AIDS? And these are people who've been very involved in the community. And I'm like, well, well, what do you mean? And they're like, well, what causes it? How do you get it? Right. And I'm like, well, first well, of all, you don't catch AIDS. You catch HIV. Yeah, and it's like, you know, HIV is a virus. You get the virus you from unprotected. You have your hand unprotected, your mouth, it sounds scarier. You can, yes, you un- unprotected you sex, HIV. and you get it from, you know, intravenous drugs. Basically, it has to be an exchange of bodily fluids, mm-hmm. and then you have a reasonably good chance of, of catching it. And they're like, ooh, so from, from unprotected sex? I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> where have you been? Uh-oh. Because they've been out in the community for a long time. Interesting. And not just one, but two or three. And so I, next time I see Kristen, which wasn't terribly long, I'm like, you know that thing about no education on the basic how you get it for adults that I really don't think? I was so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, you know, and it, it's the type thing, I guess they were in denial thinking it wasn't ever possibly going to be them, et cetera. Right. And, and so... It, you just have to constantly make sure people know. Now, the nice thing is that we have a lot of drugs now that we didn't have then. Absolutely. And even now, what they found is, well, I, so I was very much involved in HIV care and prevention uh, uh, around the you know, 2000s or so, very, very, very involved. And this new idea came, was kind of bubbling up that someone who was positive and who took their medication, they could become something called undetectable. Okay. That is, they're positive, but their viral load, that is the, the number of viruses that can be counted, is undetectable it's it's under their ability to count and so at that point there became this question of whether or not someone could transmit the virus if they were positive but uh, undetectable and just now just recently in the last couple of months uh, 
um, some new studies have found that it's very, very difficult to transmit the virus if you are, in fact, undetectable. Um, I mean, at the time that that first came out, when you were talking about, the, you know, that was discussed, my point of view was that if you have less instances of the virus, your chances of transmitting it are less. It's it, mm -hmm. it just a statistic odds type thing. Mm -hmm. That's like if, if two people have a cut and they sort of brush across to each other, well, a really big cut with gushing blood <laughs> on both sides is going to be a lot more likely to pass it than, <laughs> than just a little scratch. Right. It's still technically possible, but it's not really likely. And if you have a super high viral load, then you're more likely to pass it. Yes, so I yes, think you know, a lot of it is statistics, and that's what people need to understand. Mm -hmm. Wait, you need to understand Okay, hold on. Like, There's a lot of people that don't understand statistics. So you're at a party, and you know somebody that may possibly have it, but may also like have a low viral load. They're positive, but it's undetectable. Well, first of all, like, you know, you. I mean, like, if you're at a well, if you're you at a party, you should so always use that. Like, how does this really happen? Like, you know. Yeah, you should always use protection, no matter what. Even if you're you're looking at that person, go, oh, that person can't have this or that or that or this because, okay, so maybe they're not. HIV positive, but maybe they have hepatitis C, Ooh, and that right. was also, you know, because there's that one thing about sharing juices, but there's also there's, there's <laughs> also juices, there's yes. also things like fluids, juices, whatever, whatever you whatever your <laughs> but but there's also skin to skin contact. Yeah, and, and it's and extremely can, unlikely you can you can, yeah. you can transmit syphilis right. skin to skin. Right, and and you know it. Oh, Honestly, if you get a bad virus, it doesn't matter which one it is. Exactly. It's not, it's You're not, not good. going to have right. a good day. But if you have, if you have. The, if you're positive and you have an undetectable viral load, mm -hmm. okay, and then you are having interactions with people without barriers, without condoms, mm -hmm. you know, without dental dams, without gloves, mm -hmm. with, you know, from a paper cut to a gash, maybe it's not even sexual. Okay. You, you might not transmit the virus, but that might mean that you get reinfected with HIV. That means you get a different strain. The other and person. those two strains together then become, act sort of like a super bug in your system uh -huh. and you're no longer undetectable now. In or you can you get something else and it, it's kind of like you know you think of your immune system if you have a you know, if your immune system is uh, compromised because you have a cold right like if you get and the flu you, come you in can get a different exactly kind of flu. exactly and then that's the whole thing like a double like whammy a of a double flu. whammy yeah. yeah yes and and i mean you know it, it, it's like what happened to me several years back sure my immune system been dealing with lots of stuff so it quit dealing with regular old bacteria <laughs> and right. and they had to do something to get that because i mean it was wonderful and everything else just bacteria sort of treated as a pet uh -huh. it's like here come over here and grow <laughs> here let me feed you, feed yeah. you. And, 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 and you know just didn't even bother with it i didn't even get a high white count on nothing <laughs> you know? and and you know the, the whole idea is that every little thing help, helps or hurts if you will and, and that's the problem now the other thing that's really bad if you get like multiple strains is you may not be treatable the same way mm -hmm. because they, they're a different yeah, and, you know, problem. And, and you can have problems with um, 
you know, the, the virus has developed a tolerance and if you have more than one strain, perhaps one, one virus has a tolerance to the medication that you're taking, but the other virus doesn't. And so you're, you're trying to balance different medications that will work on different viruses and it's just not, you know, it's, it's very difficult. But like I said, Wait going back okay, to Okay, so you're at a party and... Yes. You're big on these parties. Well, I <laughs> there <laughs> I, mean, okay, I guess people meet people on tinder these days maybe they're not that many like social engagements but if we but in your scenario there are people went to the party and one mm-hmm. person got detected and they didn't know like actually how you how you have hiv how you exactly get that, right but now it turns out that maybe more than one person might have had it and they might have had different strands mm. so i'm just thinking like in a social perspective like you don't you never know until people are tested and then how often should people get tested? Well, so if you have, um, I mean, ideally you want to get tested if you're sexually active. It's always good to get tested when you can, but mm-hmm. at, at least every six months would be, would be good. Uh-huh. You know, if, you're go- if, if you can uh, get tested every six months and you're sexually active, that's like a minimum. You know, um, you can, if you want to go and get tested every three months, that's mm-hmm. that's preferable. And I mean, in the GLBT community, it's 2017, even in Houston, Texas, in the Montrose area that is very arguable if it's the gay area anymore, but uh, you can see billboards for PrEP. Well, that's what, pre-exposure prophylaxis. And then you can also see, like, if you're driving down a major highway, you could see, um, I I don't know who runs this ad, but there's a few billboards now that are saying, like, it's like basically a toll of the amount of deaths AIDS has taken. Mm-hmm. I can't tell if it's, you know, something that's trying to warn you so you get educated about it or something that's trying to, like, warn you to be aware of it because it's a big gray, white board. So it's like it took this many, lo- there's been this many deaths to AIDS in, in this year, you know. Um, but all in all, well, like, I don't know how many people actually know in out of in the in the GLBT community or out of the GLBT community like beyond getting tested what medications there so, are and how to use them and who's using them so, you know, so you are yeah safe. there's I mean so certainly the medication has come a long way and you just mentioned prep right. uh, pre-exposure prophylaxis and that is if you are sexually active and uh, I mean, it, it used to be if you're sexually active and you think you're at risk. Now it's just if you're sexually active, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know you can go to a clinic and get on prep. And what prep is is just a pill that you take. Wait, uh, it, yeah. It's kind of like, in some ways, analogous to the pill um, to stop pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You know decades ago and some of the same kind of right. i hear like you have to take a pill almost daily yes you take a pill and, and you know if you're if you're a male like some of the arguments are is you're not used to doing that and yeah. then and then i've heard well the females have been doing that for a while exactly with, with birth control pills so exactly. I've heard and, and for males they might as well start because as you get older you're taking multiple pills yeah. pills <laughs> yeah. trust me exactly. but it's yeah. interesting there was there's there's been it just culturally i mean a diabetic like, has to check their sugar Right? Yeah. Like, you know. Well, I mean, so 
culturally, there when prep came along, you had like the idea of you know a prep slut, mm-hmm. you know, very much like when um, the pill came out. If you were taking the pill, mm-hmm. you were a slut, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so there was still some, there's still some of that stigma that goes along with taking the pill, taking prep. Right, people act like it's like so it gets well, stigmatized like it's a free pass. So yeah. I'm on birth control, so I can sleep with whoever and, I want. And some people I'm on prep, make so that, we can bear that back the, all day. Yeah, like, they're they're what? making the same argument that people make about handing out condoms in school. If you tell kids, Uh-oh. you know, what to do about safer sex, that means that you you're encouraging them to have sex. So if you give people prep, that will encourage them to have sex, and that's just you know, conclusively proven false. You know, in schools, if you don't teach safer sex techniques, what you find, those schools have a higher rate of teen pregnancy and STIs. breakouts. I mean, what do they tell these kids once they get it, you know, is what I, what I always ask um, anybody who has ever been sexually active is, you know, you're sexually active why can't we talk about it you know but i don't think a lot of people have had education on good sexual practices let alone all the things that you can contract if you don't have those in play you know mm-hmm. like where mm-hmm. are we really supposed to learn about this <laughs> well you know the, the just say no just don't do it just uh-huh. whatever yes, that, uh you know that's pro- always worked has pro- prohibition worked so well i mean it put the mobs in business well, isn't we, it like statistically in the state of texas like you people are more um likely to have multiple kids i mean this isn't just a issue this Uh, is like yeah the the harris county texas has one of the highest burdens of hiv uh specifically in the south it's it's always interesting how the south you know this heavily religious you know like we're not going to talk about sex we're Mm going to keep purity rings in school and Uh all of that kind of stuff we are always the ones that have the highest uh, teen birth rate. We're the highest rate of sexually transmitted infections. So you would contribute that directly or, to lack of education. Absolutely. I mean, uh-huh. the lack of talking about or it. I mean, any disease that you barriers. don't talk about spreads like crazy. Because lack of funding. People lack don't of do anything. everything. Now, the other thing is, uh, you know, right now there's a lot of people pushing to have some laws changed because mm-hmm. currently. If you go in to get a physical, mm-hmm. you have to opt in for HIV testing. You have to ask for it. And when you ask for it, right. the doctor says, well, what, what behavior have you performed that makes you think you right. need it? And usually I say, I'm alive and breathing. Mm-hmm. Right. And, right. That, and, that, and usually they shut up at that point. But what we're trying to get is the reversal of that. It should that. be part of a standard physical blood test. Well, and and, and here, you should have to opt out if you don't want it. Yes, here in Texas, in uh, if, if you go to the emergency room, you have to opt out of testing. And that's great because we've had like lots, we've caught lots of new cases through that program, but that's just an emergency situation. Could you imagine what it would be like here in the country if everyone was just getting tested regularly? Well, and we talked about stigma and, and also we talked about like insurance and things. When you start getting into testing and documentation and discrimination, it, I mean, that's like a And thing. this is not insurance driven in Texas. It, it's mm. basically law driven in Texas. 
that's a really major cultural problem for us. Thing, you know. So I know that here in Houston on World AIDS Day, there's always an event down at City Hall. Um, uh, so, and that's always um, quite moving event. Uh, usually there are state representatives, uh, local and county representatives, uh, various uh, CBOs, community-based organizations out there, and especially, most importantly, community voices, community activists who have been for years, now decades, in the trenches fighting for the health and well-being of our community and specifically for our community since our community has one of the highest burdens of HIV. You know, you could be talking about the queer community, you could be talking about the gay community, you could be talking about the trans community. We have one of the highest burdens of HIV out there. So. Um, and you know, just for is, people who are newly listening, like, could you go over maybe some reasons as to why? So, I always, I always thought that perhaps um, it's almost a systematic thing. And so, um, there's this newfangled term in HIV prevention that they've been talking about just recently. It's like, oh god. Anyway, so it's social determinants of health. And so oh. if, I, if I'm working, mm -hmm. okay, I'm just at a job and my employer says, I heard you're one of them trainees. We don't like your kind around here. They always talk like that. Well, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, well, we are in East Texas, you know. And, and so, you know, you're fired. And so... I just imagine, like, a bell that doesn't work. And, <laughs> and so I, I, I now have no job. And mm -hmm. let's say my... my uh, Landlord learns that I'm trans. Right, the they, word gets they say, out. Oh, we don't like your kind around here either. The word gets and out. And of course, in that uh, vernacular uh -huh. and that accent, of course. Sure. And uh, so now I'm homeless. And so then I go down to the church down the road that works with homeless people. Sure, they help and, everyone, and, right? Yes, yes. So you walk up there and you say, Oh, you know, I'm homeless. And they mm -hmm. go, Oh, we don't like your kind around here. Mm -hmm. You're a sinner. Mm. You, you're unclean and you're, unclean. you're an abomination I right. think that's the term I love yes. Yes. Yeah. an yeah. Abomination, abomination before the Lord they definitely like and that one. so especially if you're a teen now imagine if you know you're a teen caught up in this situation oh my gosh there's only so many out. times you can get right with the Lord and and so what what is your choice you know you're hungry mm -hmm. there, there's no place that will work with you mm -hmm. there's no place to get housing and so what happens is you eventually turn to sex work mm -hmm. and in fact I know someone who became positive because she moved down here and the fa she moved down here with her family and her family found out she's queer kicked uh -huh. her out yep so she's in the streets and she comes down to one of the gay bars because i guess that's sure. where you go and yeah i mean hey if you can find a date you can find a, a bed you can find a house exactly. like i mean but that's this, public accommodations this, isn't it this guy with a medallion you know uh -oh. uh, on his like open shirt oh, yeah they always have really one of those classic too. guy yeah. yeah so he saddles up to her and says oh, no hey oh you know, come home with me. Greasy. And so basically the, the deal is 
you can go home with him, have food, mm -hmm. take a bath, yep. you know, sleep in a bed, yep. have sex. Or a donation. Exactly. Or you can sleep outside next to a building and have rats and cockroaches crawl all over you and mosquitoes and, and stuff. And maybe have elements. people decide that they just feel like beating someone up so you're... Exactly. Yep. Yep. And so what happened is she went home with a guy mm -hmm. and became positive. In fact, that was her first sexual experience. Mm. And she became positive. And so, you know, a, a lot of this... So in our community, there's a lot of things that went into that person becoming positive. It wasn't that this person, you know, was this partier and stuff. Not that that's any different. I mean, right. So they weren't sexually active before they got kicked out of their home. Yes. They got turned away from their parents, their mm -hmm. church, their structure, mm -hmm. their resources. Mm -hmm. And in short, when you're looking for resources, yeah, you're going to go with the person who's going to invite you and had no skills mm -hmm. to get out of that. Because maybe no documentation. I mean, it takes something to get a job that, if that's you don't. Even another level, yeah. right? I Absolutely. mean, you know, let's say, how old were they? Maybe uh, they were in their uh, like nineteen, I believe. So maybe you have a driver's license at that point. Maybe you don't, and no, like maybe I, I you didn't take did. it when you left home. So therefore, you have to like go to a place and pay money to get one, even to get a job. Because mm -hmm. you so, know, the first argument is like, well, why don't they get a job? <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. and, and don't forget that, I mean, the jobs that are generally available are fast food right. and just pure manual labor. So, right. I mean, it, it, it's a very, very it's difficult a big cycle. situation. Well, thank you for expanding on that because I think oftentimes we say, well, in our community and the truth is, is our community can be quite wide, even in its own uh, label of transness, mm -hmm. which adds class, which sure. adds, you know, different walks and paths. And not every situation is a traumatic situation. In fact, it could be quite, you know, simple and and fine, you know, and so they don't know about everyone else's situation. And then I know that we are having more and more listeners that actually care, more allies that care if we can expand on this. And so it's important to just look at, there's a lot of stages, you know, and I'm, I'm always sorry to hear about those situations, especially like on a first time experience that really wasn't um, something that they were interested in. Like that's mm -hmm. not how anyone hopes that mm -hmm. it ever goes. You know, we're living in a day and age where it's not necessarily a death sentence like it has been. Oh, not, not you know? at all. And then I have met um, particularly gay males in their 20s where, you know, as long as their viral load is undetected, they feel as if they don't have it and they feel as if it's not an issue anymore. And so for on, on one hand, you know, you have to live your life and I want everyone to be expressed. And on another hand, um, I wouldn't want people to be careless, you know, um, and just go, even if it's a small viral load being, you know, spreading something, you know, so it, what's the balance there? So the balance is that we all have to take personal responsibility for our bodies. That's body autonomy, right? So if I am going to share my body with someone, it is my responsibility to ensure that my body is protected. And so if that means that I need to be on prep, that's what it means. If it means that I need to use barrier protection, then that's what that means. Mm -hmm. You know, if it means that maybe the truth is I don't really want to share my body with this person, then I need to be honest with the, about that. 
that's just how it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being sexual is not bad. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's not the only way you can contract things. You know, I mean, a lot of people are not sexual, and that is absolutely okay. And certainly within the the trans community, we do, uh, you know, you have hormones, Mm -hmm. and so needles, those kinds of things uh, can also be a vector for contracting HIV or some other sexually transmitted infection. So you can't get your hormones and you know one of your friends has some and then needles cost money. For, for instance you if know. Say, say someone's doing tea you know. Yeah and, for sure. Um, you know, I got brothers that'll hook me up with any tea anytime. Well so let's say that you're like okay well I've got the tea but I don't have uh, any needles or oh shucks i didn't get the right like size like in your size uh-huh. is better and you know my thigh hurts let, and let my ass hurts that. from all my yeah, shots exactly. like let's so, see if this works better so that's another way so again sexual activity uh you know what did you call it juice sharing juices, juices. Yes. <laughs> yes yes Sherry, so, sharing juices you know, uh intravenous um injections uh-huh. Those are the biggies for uh, transmission of not only HIV, but other sexually transmitted diseases. And of course, here in the Houston area, we have a huge outbreak of syphilis. And it's always, you know, whenever I'm talking to people about this stuff, doing education. Yeah, like, how do you get syphilis? What's going on? They're like, Mm. I'm like, so syphilis you know that's that's you, you can get syphilis without ever having sex it's that's like, just it's always so horrible to do contact. a google on these things too well, because I mean, like there's just horrible and images then you never out want there to google late never. stage syphilis oh no no you do not want to <laughs> you know never. that i mean syphilis and hep c Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't it think people know this. Toothbrush, you know, that, that's another. Wait, kind which of one thing. are we talking about? Hep C. Uh, hep C. Okay. So. Hep C is far and away the strongest, most resilient virus that we get infected with. Yes, okay. it's like a militant virus. Yeah. And that I mean, treatment's not nice. Like that's it's, not it's an easy not treatment. Not nice, and it's, it's not an easy very, treatment. very, very expensive. Right. Not everyone can get access to and, right. treatment for that. I mean, if you're if you've got money just coming out your ears, yes, you can try the treatment, and perhaps it's not guaranteed it's that very, the treatment will work. It's very aggressive. well if you are. If you aren't, if you don't have the best insurance or money coming out your ass, you're out of luck. Or an able body to receive all that. It's even worse than Uh that because what will happen is your insurance company is going to want you to try something cheaper first. Oh, of course. The problem is that if you try something cheaper, Uh the odds of the expensive treatment working go way down. Oh, no. Oh. And so it's like the, not even a catch-22. This is far worse <laughs> because you know what, what they're doing is saying, well, we're going to throw away the expensive thing because we didn't do it first. And now they've started putting out all sorts of warnings that it works at this percent, which is in the 90s. Thank you. So um, you know, okay. So yeah. Speaking of, so as you know, we've got the Trans Disaster Relief Fund. I mm-hmm. understand in Vermont they had some storms that they went through. So any of the Sending Vermont love. folks, if you need. Uh, assistance you can go there request assistance Um, we've got the scholarship fund Uh, we've got the trans archives Uh, in fact we've got a bunch of older kind of group uh, newsletters and things that we got in today Um, you can always like and share you know spread the word I think it was 
like the one that was really interested interesting to me was like the the first um, it was like a newsletter booklet from uh, a, a, like a really early trans man group. Wow. I, I thought that was really interesting. Nice. So, uh, you know, it, it seems like every week we get in some things for the archive. Um, what else we're doing? We're pretty lazy around here. <laughs> oh, Lord. I think wait, we're just wait, exhausted. Wait. I, I'm not feeling that lazy. <laughs> No, when we're, you we're do the Unity Bakery and then DOR and, and then Thanksgiving, like that's 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 three major <laughs> things back to back. So I don't think I, we've got the Monday night meeting happening every week. We, uh, we do or we don't? We, I think we, we do. do. We do. Um, I hope we do. We oh, do. We it, just, it just it sounded like I don't think we do. So no, I was we, like, we wait. Absolutely <laughs> okay. do. Okay. Um, uh, every Monday at the Kindred Center. Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, Kindred Center. Okay. Um, and that's from 7.30 to 8.30. And they usually do cake and cake. coffee afterwards Empire. at Empire Cafe. So that's yes. always awesome. Um, wait, does but, it? No. And I know that we've got World AIDS Day coming up on December 1st. But between now and then, I don't think that there's like tons of stuff going on. Um, it's only one day, December 1st. I don't even that. think that there's anything much after that, like besides self-care and to keep yourself out of the holiday wa wackiness. Right. Yeah, I mean, self-care and then all of the events that you'll wish you had attended after you didn't attend them. <laughs> but if you did attend, you probably wish you didn't attend them. That's, I mean, that's if, the best if, way I've ever heard it explained. You know, I mean, every gay club around has a Christmas party. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and one, New two, three. And New Year's mm -hmm. and the whole bit. And uh, most hotels have New Year's, but the gay clubs are a lot more fun. They're crazy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there, there's a lot going on. And the key is yeah, take care of yourself. Don't do anything that doesn't make you feel good. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's that month. Wash your hands. Yeah. Don't spread the germs. <laughs> if you're sick, don't go to a well, club. Well, I mean, you know, people have compromised immune systems. You know, just because you're fine doesn't mean everyone else is going to be after you. Uh, right. So... Having said that, if you want to support the podcast, if you want to support the Trans Advocate, you can Spread go to Patreon. Spread the podcast, not your germs. Yeah. There you go. You can go to uh, patreon.com slash transadvocate. If you want to support any of our other programs, uh, you can go to tfahouston.com. And where is the... Hit on the donate button. Donate. And it'll okay. give you all the yeah. choices that you want. Oh, say, so okay. Awesome, awesome, mm -hmm. awesome. Um, and if you want to support the... Uh, Trans Relief Disaster Fund. You can go to that, and there's a huge donate button right on the front page, so you can't hardly miss it. And then, probably in the not too distant future, you're going to be able to buy neat things that we have that we've given Ooh, away at events merch. all over the place. Nice. That's sort of getting ready to go live. Nice merch. Okay. I don't know who's going to do the shipping, though. <laughs> you have to find shipping people. So wait, Robin's experience with shipping. <laughs> Shipping the gender book is a whole different project besides creating the gender book. The shipping part, when you say you're going to get it out to other countries, it becomes a whole different ballgame. And, and, you know, if you were here, you would have noticed that I waited to say that until she was taking a drink of tea. Right, right, right. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> just like it's spit it out. Right, right. And I remember when we first took on shipping the gender book, I actually went around and made friends with all the postal service people. So what I will say is make friends for your <laughs> your delivery person and you actually get your mail a lot more effectively after that. Absolutely. You know? And and then just if you are taking on something where you're shipping to other countries, it, it can it can be a pain for sure. Yeah, you're not always guaranteed to get it there. But, but I was gonna say, but you learn a lot about customs forms for various countries. At least yes. I did. Oh my gosh, my hand my hands got cramps writing all those out. And then you can print them out if you spend tons of time figuring it out. But but also it gave me a new appreciation for how shareable like ebooks are or podcasts are or things like that because you just sort of like skip the whole postal yeah. service. But I, I don't think an e mug is a good idea. <laughs> Or oh, so an e-bag or... Yeah, right, right. Uh, so speaking of, I think we're... The Trans Advocate is kind of lurching towards having a publishing arm. Um, I believe that Rainy, some of you might know her uh, through some of her work with the Trans Advocate, is working on a zine uh, that is, should be coming out sometime in the next few months. So that would be our first kind of step into the uh, real life world, uh, the material world, so to speak. So, um, other than that, you know, that's that's what's going on. You got anything else for the listeners? No. You're like, no, I gotta get the hell out of here. No, I just like <laughs> that's dark it. outside already. <laughs> it is. God. I mean, who's still listening? <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you, and we'll see you next. I guess we'll talk to you next week. Oh. Yeah. yeah. We'll do that. <laughs> All right. If you like hearing trans advocate essays and podcasts, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play and Stitcher. Please rate and review us. This really helps our work become more visible. If you have any comments or suggestions for who we should interview next on our podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter or through our contact form at transadvocate.com. Alternatively, you can call our tip line at 708 274 7826. If you're a member of the trans, intersex or genderqueer community and need help because you're a victim of an officially declared disaster, you can get it at our Trans Disaster Relief Fund at tdrfund.us. If you're a trans or a trans ally and are currently going to college or trade school, you can apply for one of our scholarships. Moreover, if you need help getting the word out about your trans community fundraiser, we'd love to help you get the word out. The Trans Advocate is a project of the Transgender Foundation of America, a 501c3 non-profit organisation. Lastly, remember to always register and vote no matter what.
You've been listening to the Trans Advocate Podcast produced by Kristen Williams. Trans Advocate Podcasts are copyright by the Transgender Foundation of America. All rights are reserved. The Transgender Foundation of America is not responsible for the opinions or comments by individual participants. No, that that was around my high school time, so I completely know that. Yeah. And, then, and that, Once again, that's what I find. <laughs> that's when I mean, they started coming out with like bass, like big bass cars and screw tapes. Okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's, so, where you, that's where you spend more money on your bass boxes in your car than you did on your car. Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> and I was really glad I didn't need to know that to deal with the person that I got my recorder from. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Younger than me, but not enough. Yeah. I probably taught him at SMU. I specifically remember asking my Spanish teacher if I could get the translation tape in a screw version. (laughs) Can I get this in a screw version? Because it was just like too fast. And he was like, I don't know what that is, but that sounds dirty. (laughs) You know, my, my biggest thing is that it's sort of like with our community. I'll try to remember one new name a year. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I promise I will. But I won't even try the second or third. Oh, Our community's one to talk, right? Like, I remember, like, getting started with the gentleman, and people were like, oh, well, do you know this one person? And they would either use their name or their drag name. And I was like, so... Basically, all I know is that everyone comes with at least two names, and I have yet to learn one, so you're going to have to give me a name, <laughs> yeah. you know? That's my thing. You know, I have yeah. trouble with one name for people. Yeah, welcome, okay. welcome, welcome to the inner community politics. <laughs> but, but it's like, that's why some people are like, well, I just can't take the trans community seriously. It's like, well, there's some of us, yeah. you know, who, 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 you know, like, you can say that about great, me. great. It's like, right. I am mean. now living as a cat. And it's like, well, I'm not really sure if that's in the umbrella or out of the umbrella. You're talking about communities to not take seriously. Have you looked at Congress? <laughs> you know, White House. Now, the fact that they can really mess with your life is the serious part. Right. right. But what they do, I, I, I mean, I'm sorry, it's comical. It's like Anise Parker said uh, something like, uh, what, politicians, they can really set your life up or tear your life down. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, no kidding. Something interesting. Are we recording? We're recording, but okay, we don't have a level set or anything. How's the oh. sound? Like Hello. Does this sound good? <laughs> no. Let me. Oh no, <sighs> Which actually, after Harvey's like really tough, the air quality here is not that great. Middle or in? I don't know which one. I guess middle. Middle. Okay. Okay. Let me see. My, my issue was whenever I was talking, I would go, <gasps> does it sound like a vacuum cleaner going <laughs> for a second? <laughs> Lungfish here. <gasps> so silent on the breathing. Yeah, okay. Right. So I guess I'm going, I was like here talking last time, so I guess I'll be about here. Maybe it'll be a little better this way. Hopefully this sounds pretty clear and I'm not doing the vacuum cleaner thing. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah. see. Um, and last time it picked both of y'all up doing the. Well, last time I was actually okay. not reading. 
<laughs> yeah. But I have sinus stuff, so I'll, like, I don't know. Yeah, I was, I was like just starting to come down with sinus stuff, so yeah. The, the, you know, I had enough stuff in me that it was like, yeah, I'm breathing, but only sporadically. Right. Okay, so we'll just work on so, that, I guess. From my so, end, I'm a little bit light right now, which is sort of interesting because I have it. Oops, wrong one. Oh, I don't have. I was turning up the wrong button. No wonder it didn't do anything. <laughs> You know, you got, you got to turn the right knob. 